Welcome back to the Policy Viz podcast. I'm your host, John Schwabish. This is episode number 17, and incidentally, it'll be the final episode for the summer. Don't get worried, it's not the final, final episode, but I'm going to take a little vacation for the month of August, and I'm very excited because when I come back in September, I've got some great guests lined up to talk about data and open data. I'm going to talk about data visualization, research, and process, so a lot of great folks coming on board in the fall, and I'm also excited I'll have my first sponsor coming up when I return in early September. So stay tuned for that, and I hope everyone has a great August. But for the very final episode of the summer, I'm very excited to have Allison Hurt from NPR. Allison, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. So Allison is a graphics editor at NPR. Um, if you've never seen her presentations, you should take time out of your schedule to find, follow her, not a creepy way, but follow her and <laughs> make it to one of the conferences she's presenting at because every time she presents, you will learn something new. It's, it's great. Um, so I want to talk about what you guys are doing at NPR, but specifically, I know you're looking for a new member of, of your team. And so I thought we'd talk a little bit about the team as you have it now, the skill sets you are that you have and what you're looking for and how those have changed and you see them changing over the next the next few years. So maybe we could start I could start by just asking you to sort of talk about the team of folks that you have on, on staff there. Okay. Um, well uh, we're uh Empire Visuals is a team embedded in the newsroom at NPR. Um, and we work on stories, um, you know, kind of stories as they're coming through. Um, supporting the newsroom, supporting reporters, um, telling our own stories. Um, we're a kind of crazy hybrid team of um, photographers, designers, developers, uh, photo editors, um, just kind of like a, a range of skill sets, but all kind of aimed at kind of producing visual stories. Um, and do you when, you, when you start looking for people, do you start looking for people who sort of can, can do bits of all of that or are you focus on trying to find someone who's really good at being a photographer really good at being an illustrator um i think we're kind of looking for ideally everybody does a little bit of i mean we have specialization certainly but yeah there is to some degree a little bit of like sort of jack of all tradeness of mm -hmm. um like on the team um, i mean not not necessarily that like you know every photo editor is a coder or any of that um but there's there's certainly, especially among like the designers and developers on the team, a lot of kind of cross pollination. Right. And are they coming out of? Um, are are most of the folks coming out of a previous experience in other uh, journalism areas? Are they coming from all different sorts of fields and and sort of getting engaged in journalism in a different way than that maybe they didn't in the past? Um, I think especially um, like among our um, like for their um, our fitters and um, photographers, like they came from a more traditional background. Mm -hmm. um, our developers are a little more um, uh, kind of a, a wide variety of, of experience. My um, my boss Brian was um, a, a computer, like a software developer, mm -hmm. and then um, took a uh, did a grad program at Medill, and then kind of made a shift into journalism from there. Right. Um, right. So uh, yeah, we're kind of a little bit all over the place, um, but like definitely. Um, uh, Sort of strong commitment to telling stories and telling, like, hopefully, telling stories that matter. Right. And have you seen a shift in? Uh, I guess it's a two-part question, really. Have you seen yeah. a shift in um, the skill sets that people are bringing, the skill sets that you need, and where folks are coming from over the last, I don't know, two to five years, maybe? Um. Or is that all sort of just like you just need these sorts of skills to do <laughs> this work, and it's just. 
there's just more demand for it now than ever. A little bit of the latter. I mean, yeah. in terms of like the scale of things that we produce, I feel like um, we've shifted from um, a lot of kind of big standalone projects to doing a little bit more or a good bit more actually on the daily side or on the short turnaround side. Um, you know, daily picture editing, um, small scale photos or kind of larger projects that are like embedded into stories themselves. Mm-hmm. And then we still do, um, we have this, uh, this uh, sort of Tumblr blog project called look at this um, that are kind of more like larger scale visual projects. Um, and those kind of get their own kind of this full screen production Right. Um, but we're not necessarily doing as much, um, you kind of the standalone blowout things. Uh-huh. And what's the balance when, on all these projects, what's the balance between the stuff that you're doing that's publicly going on the NPR website versus the stuff that you're doing internally, either, either, either for research or for the folks who are on the radio? Um, I mean, we, we do some, uh, a limited amount of sort of data analysis internally. We're trying to do, I think, a little bit more of that, um, so there's background research for projects. Um, but most of what we do, I think, is for um, ultimately, like, you know, for the, the external audience, either for, like, pairing the stories or, you know, software and tool development to kind of share with a larger, like, you know, uh, journalism and sort of, kind of uh, open community. And do you guys, do you guys, I, I mean, I noticed you guys put a lot, I mean, a as far as I know, almost a lot of your stuff is is out there in open source and on GitHub yes. and all these other sites. Do you guys view that as part of your of your mandate as as putting as much as you can out in the public domain for for others to use and further develop? Yes, absolutely. Um, kind of one of our team mottos is work in public. Um, yeah. and we're public media. We should be kind of sharing the work that we do out there. And so, um, as much as we can, we put out um, you know our code, the tools that we make for ourselves. Um, you know, we try to document as best we can and kind of share. Um, share our code, share our processes, share how we're kind of approaching things. Um, Is there ever a time where you are working on a project and you've developed a tool or you've worked with a bunch of data sets and maybe you've pulled them all together, you've cleaned them in a particular way, and you're sort of like, I would really like to just have this be our thing and not release it out? Or do you sort of get to a point where you say, okay, we've done what we set out to do to create this tool or do this visual and it's time to now sort of let it out into the world? Like, where's that, where's that sort of cutoff point where you're like, all right, time to let everybody have a, have a shot at it? Um, I mean, we, we've... Um, I mean, honestly, everything is out there is, like, you know, the things that we put out are all, like, JSON files and, yeah. you know, baked into pages, so it's not entirely obfuscated anyway. But, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, we do... We, given the, the sort of the nature of our organization and um, all of our um, member stations, we're trying to do more station collaboration and things mm-hmm. like that. So we... We've done a few projects involving, um, you know, sort of processing data to a certain degree, and we'll do sort of a national summary story. Mm-hmm. And then we put together um, and document, you know, the data that we have and kind of send that out there to either just to member stations or just kind of like to, like, before a publication deadline or mm-hmm. before we're going to, like, kind of go live with it, we'll send it to stations, like, to start out with um, so they can take a stab at it. Or um, we'll just kind of, you know, write a blog post, put it out there for anybody to take a look at. Right. Because I talk to a lot of organizations now where they're um, mostly on the, op- on the data side. They're sort of developing their own open data policy and practice. And sometimes they say, well, we've collected this, we've used this data set, even if it's a public data set already, but we've pulled it together with three other public data sets. And we've done this analysis and we've done all this cleaning. And 
that's part of our business is to is to do that work. If we put that out there, then you know our competitors can use those data. But there's this tension, I think, because they're using public data, mm-hmm. and they want to be part of this community of releasing more open, you know, having data out there. But there's this tension between the two. Yeah, I mean, for I don't know, I, for we may not necessarily release it like you know before we've done the story. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, we'll release it after generally. Right. But there's always, there's always follow-ups, right? I mean, a lot of these organizations that I hear from are like, well, we've done this project, but we could use this huge database we just created for another project in six months, but we just don't know. And I assume you guys have the same thing. You create a database of campaign finance mm-hmm. spending or what have you. you yeah, know. but everybody else is doing that too. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, true. that's true. So on the, on the tools and the, and the skill set side for the, for the team, where do you see – do you see um, – a change or an evolution in those skills in the next, you know, few years that the demands are going to be different or is it just people are going to be, um, and your team is just going to evolve. Everything's going to sort of revolve together. Um, I mean, there, I think there's, there's been sort of a general evolution and I, this probably will continue of, um, you know, if not people having, you know, the people on our team having all having coding skills, at least kind of an awareness of how everything's put together, yeah. how it works, um, how the pieces put together. Um, and, um, also, uh, and this is something that, like, I've been trying to do kind of be better about, but, um, reaching out to, you know, kind of people in the newsroom and kind of being, not not like being, the, being an authority, but also, um, teaching people, like training, internal training, yeah. um, and, you know, we've done a lot internally, with, uh, um, especially with respect to photography and mm-hmm. how to photo edit and how to, um, our, uh, the, our photo editors have done an amazing job in kind of, like, helping to train people up in that way. It's right. part of the, the hiring process, really, that right, somebody right. comes on. Um, right. So doing more of that in terms of, like, data literacy and helping people, like, kind of as reporters, kind of, um, like, you know, kind of level up their skills in that regard. Right. I assume that's sort of a short-term investment with a long long-term return as you give people skills to be able to pull down their own data that's that's going to pay off in the long run hopefully yeah yeah um and also how to make good charts <laughs> <laughs> right so how so what is so what is the the process um for the agency as a whole in terms of getting you know someone's working on a story from getting they want to make a graph from mm-hmm. getting it from sort of concept in maybe the reporter's head all the way through your team and getting it out there um onto the website um, currently, I mean, it, it varies quite a lot. Sometimes it's just it's a discussion directly with the reporter. They have a thing in mind. Sometimes um, it's a discussion with the web editor that's working with that reporter to put it on the web. Um, and it, in any case, a conversation happens. And sometimes there's like you know a known data set, and we can just you know unemployment data. Let's grab what we need, put it up there, and yeah. you know it's it's pretty straightforward. Other times it's um, you know we have this this data set of um, FBI crime clearance data. Um, the reporter came to us with this, um, you know, wanted to put it all up online. And so we, you know, we had to start up, had a, almost like a, a product type discussion, you know, like as if you were building almost like a software product, like, okay, what is it that we have? What is the story we're trying to tell? Um, you know, kind of asking questions of the data, find, like finding out like the weaknesses of the data um, and then start to think about, okay, like our users, was this, like, so what's the story we're trying to tell? What, um, do we think our users want to know? Yeah. Um, and kind of use that kind of exercise to inform then what we build. Right. 
Um, so in the case of that, we did a, you know, one of the, one of the, um, the questions that comes up quite a lot that we use to frame is like, you know, kind of where am I in this? Uh -huh. um, and so, you know, we, um, the crime clearance data project became just like a lookup. So look up your city, yeah, yeah, yeah. but also a little bit of an opportunity for sort of data literacy for users, like actually flagging like, okay, New York, like there's no way that there were no homicides or there was like, yeah, no yeah, yeah. crime in this particular year. So, you know, buyer beware. It's like crowdsourcing the data errors identification. I mean, we weren't necessarily soliciting it, but we were yeah. definitely like, kind yeah. of making it like obvious to users that like you might want to look at this carefully. Right, right. And as a as a um, as a media organization, I know you do a lot of like storytelling with data, but and because you can can sort of combine the the data and the data visualization, and the analytics worth work with the reporting and the and the journalism piece. And obviously, as a media organization, that's crucially important. Do you feel or do you think that other organizations should be trying to do similar sort of things of, of pairing this this exact thing you're talking about of you know make it relevant to the individual user and, and or, or talk to individuals try to pair those stories together with the data um i mean it's, to some degree like a lot of organizations are doing that already mm -hmm. um in terms of well i mean there's you know oftentimes like like the public health project that went up um earlier yeah. this week you know there's the the larger project about surgeons and um you know, uh, complication rates and whatnot and specific stories and the larger trend. And then it's, where am I in this? And what about my doctors and my, uh, you know, yeah. my hospitals? Right, in my, in my town or whatever. Yeah. Um, and certainly there was that uh, New York Times project um, this spring where they used geolocation. Yes. Um, and right. sort of like rewrote the story a little bit based on that. And we did yeah. something similar a little bit after that with, um, we had a series about, a story about, um, graduation rates, high school graduation rates. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the, the top line number is like graduation rates have increased, which should be awesome. Except like when you look at the story behind, like, you know, state by state behind those numbers, it gets a little murkier. Like some yeah. states are doing awesome and some states are like introducing maybe questionable practices to like kind of, you know, change, like affect the numbers. Right. Um, and so we had sort of a larger form of story kind of about that. And then, like a geolocated, like, you know, here's what's going on in your state. Yeah. But all those organizations, ProPublica, The Times, you guys, those are all media. So if you were to think of, um, I don't know, a data analytics, for, I don't know, like your <laughs> generic data analytics firm, right? Um, they're doing some project. Let's say they're doing a project on education and, you know, they're, they're doing some, some research report. Um, do you think that we are now in a place where more of the sort of, traditional research needs to have more of the storytelling and needs to have more of these pieces that sort of get people to relate to this to the analysis in a personal way I, I think it's hard to like kind of find empathy in the raw number yeah um, so you you i think you need the stories or at the very least you need to find the kind of like a little bit of the like personal I mean, maybe it's a little selfish, but maybe a little bit of the personal, like, where am I in this? Or how does this compare to me? How does this affect me? Yeah. Um, and then use that to kind of build, like, you know, well, there's larger effects, there's larger problems, there's larger issues involved, and, like, kind of how all of those play together. Yeah. And to tell those stories that people can relate to, right? Yeah. Not just sort of these, I mean, you see stories, I mean, the, I think the word stories and data are kind of thrown together a lot. And maybe they're not always personal or... Um, have that sort of personal effect with people that are just sort of, they're in some ways disconnected from each other. Mm -hmm. um, 
I think with with our team that that's kind of you know kind of at the sort of platonic ideal like that's kind of what we want to be we want to like you know kind of we're doing analysis we're telling stories and but we're like you know especially with our our, our visual side of um, of our mm-hmm. team um, you know we're we're both able to back up the we have the numbers we have the research but we also like are kind of showing the personal stories and kind of trying to develop the empathy right right. So before we sort of close up, I'm curious about the, the, the maybe organizational balance between the radio part, mm-hmm. which is inherently not a visual medium, and then the sort of stuff that you do. So are those two groups like completely separate? Are you able to inform each other? I mean, clearly the reporters are, are inform- maybe informing what you're doing, but are you able to inform each other and, and try to combine the two ways of, of communicating information? Um, it, it varies. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, certainly the, the best projects are true collaborations where uh-huh. like all of that is happening kind of, you know, to some degree at the same time. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, it's not, um, yeah. and that's not necessarily the ideal, but like, uh, the best collaborations are the ones where we're able to, you know, kind of talk from the beginning and be able to shape both. Right. I feel like the planet money story from a year or two ago on the t-shirt, uh, yeah. like, I feel like that was... I mean, I for I personally sort of interact with that story in, in both in both mediums, mm-hmm. and so for that sort of story, is it is it generated is just generated from someone has interest in a story and and bring and bringing the various teams together. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. I think Planet the T-shirt project was um, a bit of a the the biggest possible project because <laughs> that one was <laughs> like I was in the works for years. Yeah. Um, it wasn't just a one person kind of bringing yeah, a thing in. Right. Um, but yeah, it, um, when they're, I, I don't know, when we're able to kind of talk to the reporter at the beginning and kind of like kind of, kind of all come together and figure out what we're at. I mean, it really depends. It really honestly yeah. depends on the story. I'm right. sorry. I'm kind of rambling a little bit. No, but. no, no. That's what we're doing. <laughs> um, okay, so what else did I miss? What uh, what else do you guys have? What do you guys? I mean, I'm I'm guessing that in the next few months that the election is going to take up most of your time. Are there things around the election that sort of get you personally sort of more excited about? Uh, are there personal aspects of of the next few months that get you more excited than others? Um, I mean, the horse race, I think, generally is like one of the things that you, we have to talk about and we have yeah. to report, but it's not necessarily as exciting. Um, I think. Uh, there's a, I think, an interest in talking a little bit about like how we got here in certain ways with certain mm-hmm. issues. Um, um, you know, like say like, like, I don't know, a campaign finance. Like, you know, on their own, the individual disclosed like you know, filings and oh, this person got a lot of money and all of that isn't necessarily as interesting as like, okay, well, who are the people behind them and like, what do just like kind of at a larger scale, like what do people, what do people expect when they give lots of money to a campaign, yeah. or um, it's more more of the sort of the, the whys and the hows, and uh-huh. less of the like, um, you know, this person is notching a little bit ahead, and because right. I mean we're so far out. Yeah, I mean we have a still a long time to go. So yeah, I, all right. Um, well, I'll be interested to see what where you guys, you know, the various tools and the stories that you that you guys tell in the next few months. So. Um, well, really interesting. Um, good luck on the uh, on finding that magic person who can come in and fill Thanks. all the needs. 
Um, well, Allison, thanks for coming on the show. It's, uh, it's been really interesting to chat with you. Thanks for having me. And thanks to everyone for listening. Um, as I said, I'll be off for the month of August, so I'll be back in September. I hope everyone has a great uh, summer vacation, if you're able to have one. Um, but if you have questions or comments or suggestions for folks you'd like to hear from uh, in the fall, please do let me know. Send me an email or hit me up on Twitter or visit the site. And I'm Paul, John Schwabish, and this has been the Policy of His Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.